0: Kudumaku is the name of a semi-mountainous region about the size of Rhode Island that sits in between the borders of Togo and Benin. In 2011, Ibrahim Chan set out on a road trip to see it.
1: I start my journey from Paraku, where I was born. I use not uh, a car, but a moto, motorcycle, you know, uh, drive by myself.
0: Parku Benin, where Ibrahim started his journey, is a four-hour drive to Kutamaku. This wasn't a trip to a local museum. It was a pretty big commitment. But Ibrahim had been told by one of his friends that the trip to see Kutamaku was more than worth the effort. He needed to see it.
1: The first thing that I realized when I was entering Kutamaku is the landscape. It was very beautiful. And I said, wow, what is, what is that thing? That is my country. I never realized that that's part of My country is like this. It's so beautiful.
0: The Kutumaku region, referred to by UNESCO as a living cultural landscape, is home to the Batamariba people and their stunning Takienta, or earth tower
1: houses. And the plan was to visit this town, especially to visit uh, the Takienta, one of the fabulous houses on this uh, site.
0: These hand-built earth tower houses are made entirely from resources found within Kutumaku. The wood comes from local trees, the plaster a mix of clay, mud, and plants found there. No materials are imported, and they are utterly remarkable to look at. The Takientas are the defining cultural element of Kutumaku and the Batamariba people, whose name roughly translates to those who are the real architects of earth. And aside from the majesty of Takientas, Ibrahim learned something else during that trip and it changed his life. These unique homes and the people who construct them are under threat from climate change, migration, and lackluster attention from the government.
1: That was something who uh, made me very sad and helped me to engage myself about how we can preserve this heritage.
0: My name is Baudelaire, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we go to the northern border of Benin and Togo to hear about the urgent mission to save Kutamaku and rescue a culture at risk of being swallowed by a rapidly changing and warming world. More after this. If you're looking for a place along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. The Batamariba people have been in Kutamaku for hundreds of years. In the 19th century, though, European mapmakers split the land between the colonies of Togo... And Benin. And that sort of brings us to our first problem. You see, Kutamaku is a World Heritage site. But it's actually just the side that sits in Togo that has the official designation. So that area, about 25% of Kudamaku, gets funding and protection under the Geneva Convention in the case of war. And it's been this way since 2004. But the majority of Kudamaku, the other 75%, sits in Benin and has no official protections. Ibrahim Chan has been trying to change that but says it's out of his hands.
1: It's very difficult to do, and only the governments can do it.
0: Ibrahim is the executive director of the Corps of Benin Volunteers, an NGO that works to help preserve the heritage of communities throughout Benin. For the past dozen years, Ibrahim has focused his energy on helping Kudamaku in preserving the nucleus of the Batamariba way of life, the Takienta Homes. Takiyenta are usually two floors and have a dark brown, purplish color. A takiyenta has no electricity or what we might call modern materials. They're usually about the size of a two-car garage, and though they usually follow the same floor plans, they each end up looking slightly unique from the others. In front of the takiyenta, you'll see mounds of dried mud called lenaba. There's one lenaba for each family member that lives or has lived in that takiyenta. On the first floor of the Taquienta is a small den for livestock. Batamariba people rely mainly on agriculture and substance farming, so this keeps the livestock from overgrazing or running away. Also on that first floor is a small space for the adults in the family to sleep and a small shrine to the deities. There's stairs on the inside that'll lead you to the second floor, where there's no actual roof. It's an open space that's mainly used as a kitchen, but serves other purposes as well.
1: Viteras. Who is used to, uh, for family to have a meeting, sometimes to sleep when uh, it's very hot or when they, they want to. Who also, they used to, uh, to make a storytelling, you know, in the, in the night, talking about animals, about uh, landscape, about universe.
0: Up there, there's also small dens where the kids sleep. And there's also these towers that were built into the walls that are covered by pointy thatch roofs. And the space under those roofs is where the Batamariba store grain or anything else they want to save. But aside from what a finished Takianta offers, the building of a Takianta is also a communal project.
1: The Takianta is built by masons, like traditional architects,
0: whose name is Otamari. The Ultimatis are all men, and begin the building process by using mud bricks to build a circular wall with a few towers within it. They also cut down trees for what will be the floor of the second story. While they're working on that, local women make a plaster mixture of crushed Hilambo tree branches, cow manure, sifted soil, and powder from the bark of nuri trees to stabilize the walls. Tachyentas typically last about 15 years and need to be replastered every two years. The Batamariba people have been building Takienta since the 17th or 18th century, when they first got to what is now Kutamaku. So for hundreds of years, the knowledge on how to properly build and maintain Takienta have been passed down from one generation to the next. But Ibrahim says things are rapidly changing.
1: Because of modernity, because of climate change, because of uh, migration, a lot of things are going to change in Kutamaku. Now back to the obstacles. When
0: Ibrahim first visited Kudamaku in 2011, Takiintas had been falling out of favor. First, because of the effects of climate change. Droughts in that area, right by the Sahel region of Africa, where the Sahara meets the African savanna, have been some of the worst in the world because of global warming. And it's not just longer droughts. When it does rain, the rain falls even more
1: intensely than the Batamariba
0: have ever been used to.
1: The rain is very powerful, it's very strong, and it's uh, just trying some tachyenta, and also when it's not raining, is the time is very long, and then is affecting all the process of ritual, of ceremony.
0: Aside from the longer droughts and heavier rainfall damaging the actual tachyentas, they also affect the plant life that have become vital resources for tachyenta building.
1: Because of climate change, there is more pressure on the landscape. They use chemical uh, products To have, to to make agriculture, and that is not good for for the land. It's not good for the landscape.
0: And on top of the climate change issue, you have migration and modernity. Like much of the global South, many of the young want to be in the bigger cities. And to do that, they're moving to other places on the African continent or in the world. And if they do stay in Kudamaku, they want to live in, quote unquote, more modern houses, houses that may have more amenities, but aren't as sustainable or environmentally friendly as a takienta. And so all this leads to more young people not bothering to learn how to build takienta. With less people learning, there are less people to teach even those who want to learn, thus less and less takienta. So when Ibrahim left Kudamaku in 2011, he had all of these issues to think about.
1: And in the end of my visit, I, I plan with my friend to come back again and see how we can start to, to, to make a small, small project uh, to engage some volunteers.
0: So Ibrahim, who was living in Kotonu, Benin's largest city, started gathering volunteers to make trips with him to Kutamaku to help the Batamariba people. In 2015, he and his team began working with UNESCO to hold workshops in Kudamaku, where they bring together the different generations to keep the knowledge of building Takianta alive.
1: We are working with people, we are bringing people together. You no, know, the volunteer organized a workshop, a workshop where they bring together old people and uh, youth generation.
0: So along with the World Monuments Fund, Ibrahim began a four-step project of saving the Takienta and creating a trans-boundary World Heritage designation for Kutamaku. First, they would take inventory. This would mean traveling throughout Kutamaku, both on the Togo and Benin sides. In February 2021, the inventory was completed, and it revealed there are 2,537 Takienta homes in Benin, where previously, a count had never been done. Next, they focus on conservation of the Takienta that already exists. Ibrahim and the WMF worked with Odamari to carry out conservation of over 80 individual Takianta in Benin and Togo. The purpose of this was to have the younger generation be involved as well so they could learn how to maintain and build the Takianta. Third, they brought the information of building Takianta into local schools, ensuring that it reaches all children on both sides of the border. In the lessons, they also stressed the significance of culture and sustainability. Part of the lesson is a workshop where an Otamari built individual parts of the takienta in the schoolyard with the children. Last but not least, they began an effort of planting the trees necessary for takienta building. In August of 2021, during the period of heaviest rainfall, 5,000 trees were planted all throughout Kudamaku. Till this day, the Benin side of Kudamaku is not a UNESCO World Heritage Site and has no official protection. The World Monument Fund is collecting donations to help the Benin side of Kutamaku, but aside from that, there really isn't any ongoing efforts. Who's still there, though, is Ibrahim and his volunteers, who see the Batamariba way of life, and especially the Takienta, as an example of the blend of symbolism, function, and technique. An example that we can all learn from in a world striving towards sustainability.
1: Yeah, the future of Kutamaku is to become an example where we can learn how to build for tomorrow. I want Kutamaku to keep all this knowledge and teach humanity about how we can respect our environment, how we can build ecological houses, how we can live in peaceful with with our environment.
0: If you want to visit Kutamaku, the easiest way would be to go from Togo and get a guide to take you. And if you want to donate to the World Monument Fund efforts on the Benin side, there will be a link in the show notes. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. Our production team includes Dylan Therese,
1: Doug Baldinger,
0: Chris Naka,
1: Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Gabby
0: Gladney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. This episode was sound designed by me and mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. And my name is Baudelaire. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app?
1: Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm. That's music to my ears. I can only talk.
0: Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services LLC member NYSE SIPC.